0: What's up everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Tuesday, which means it is Otani Tuesday here on Flippin' Bats. This week in Shohei Otani news, also Alex and I are going to do our top five favorite players of all time, a tale of the tape between the Yankees and the Rays and a fair or foul segment. This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It is showtime. The high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. You know, Alex, this is your first Otani Tuesday episode, and you are in for a treat, I think.
1: I feel like my life in baseball has been an Otani episode.
0: That's fair. Yeah. But little little did you know, I'd just be, you know, I, you'll, you'd show up to Flippin' Bats one day and I'm going to be wearing a, a shirt with 150 Shohei Otani faces on it.
1: One of my favorite angel shirts. It there is. is. I didn't want to match you today, so I went in Team Spirit and did like a vintage California
0: I, I do like that a lot and yeah. that logo. You know, speaking of Shohei, which this is the perfect episode to do it, You did work with the Angels for a while, and then Shohei comes along, so you Uh got to work alongside of him and call games and report on the field. Um, Do you have any cool moments that stick out? Of course you do, but what are some of your best moments with Shohei Otani from your days with the Angels?
1: Let me go with the first one, his uh, very first home run. At Angel Stadium was probably one of the coolest moments I had ever been a part of and got me a, a picture that will, will last a lifetime. This picture
0: is incredible. <laughs> for those that can't, for those that are just listening, it is the perfect picture of an ice bath. She's right next to Shohei, Ibe's right next to Shohei, and it it it's just great.
1: I apparently it was on the cover of every Japanese newspaper after it <laughs> happened. So I I, I was grace was telling me about that the next week but that that was probably one of the more special moments to be there for his very first home run at angel stadium
0: that was that is an iconic shot i hope you have that framed somewhere
1: above the bathroom
0: framed above the bathroom because where else would it be right in a shower Ah, okay (laughs) okay
1: in the hall of fame
0: yes that makes sense okay that is, that is truly awesome. That is an incredible picture. So it is Tuesday, and as I start every Tuesday episode, it is now time for my favorite segment this week in Shohei Ohtani News. I'm going to talk about the MVP race. I'm going to talk about his start on the mound Saturday night. And, of course, he just keeps making more and more history and maybe a fun little surprise at the end of this segment that we'll get to. But I want to start with his start on the mound on Saturday night. Eight innings pitched, six hits, one run, five strikeouts, not a single walk. He just continues to dominate on the mound. This year, pitching, Shohei has gone to another level. He is no longer just a guy that hits for power and also pitches. Not that I thought he ever was that, but he is now an elite pitcher in the game of baseball. He is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, top five pitcher in the American League. He continues to dominate. He continues to just, by the way, he made up a pitch like a month ago. He's now had it for like three or four starts. It's a sinker. It's a hundred miles an hour and it's moving all over the place, it's just remarkable that this guy can just come up with a pitch on the fly, implement it in a Major League Baseball game, and it'd be really successful. He's now one of 13 pitchers to have multiple starts of at least eight innings pitched, five strikeouts, and one or fewer walk. This one, again, was against the Houston Astros. If you remember, earlier in the year against the Astros, who are one of the best teams in all of baseball, if not the best team in the American league, he has dominated them now a couple of times. And that just speaks volumes to the pitcher that he is. I mean, he is making guys look foolish up here. This was a great tweet. Still blows me away that Shohei Ohtani threw 111 pitches and 80 of them were strikes tonight. Eight innings pitched, one earned run, six hits, zero walks, five Ks against the Houston Astros. He's the American league MVP. Wow. I like that. Exclamation there. Hot take. Hot, hot hot take there. Yeah. Hot take there, which I'm definitely getting to in just a minute, even though look, I'm gonna get to it. I, I I don't like continuing to have to make this argument, but I will. Trust me there. I will continue to make it. But that start on the mound was it was it was special. Just like he's been all year long on, on the mound. This year, this year, Alex, it feels mm-hmm. like Shohei has taken another step on the mound.
1: Well, I think he's finally coming into his own. He, he's comfortable in his skin. Obviously, coming off an MVP season, you would imagine you would be. Yes. But the fact, as you mentioned, he just decides to pull out a new pitch towards the end of the season, absolutely crushing it. And it's just his stuff. He has some of the best stuff. Oh, yeah. His arsenal is fire on the mound. And last night, he threw his 400th career strikeout which is crazy he hit uh, a season high 111 pitches yeah mind you still throwing 100 miles per hour towards the end when he was hitting the hundreds it was. it's hard to put into words how incredible this human is Shohei Otani
0: I'm with you and you mentioned his arsenal his stuff I think John Smoltz said it very well earlier this year when he was on. He said, "If this guy was just pitching, he's Jacob Degrom, which is quite the compliment." So he did throw. A, he threw a sinker at a hundred miles an hour, and the so that pitch alone, no pitcher in the last. Three years, there has not been a pitch that was as hard as that one and moved as much horizontally as his sinker did for a strikeout in the last three years. Think about that. He just made up this pitch. He just came up with it. It was 100 miles an hour, and it had been three years since an MLB pitcher had thrown a strikeout pitch as fast and with as much horizontal movement as the pitch Shohei did on Saturday. This is another great tweet. He literally did it. Shohei Otani threw a 100-mile-an-hour sinker with 21 inches of horizontal movement. Every time someone so much as jokes about Otani somehow getting better at what he does, he just does it. Best athlete I've ever seen, no doubt. I think that's a great way to put it. I think Shohei is the best athlete in the world right now.
1: I, how, how could you argue against it? He is doing two jobs. We have never seen a player. I mean, think about it. The amount of practice and time mm-hmm. that goes into being an all-star pitcher is insane. Also, the rest in between. I know we, uh, you've touched on this before. Starting pitchers take a lot of time in between yep. their starts. You got to let the body recoup. You got to build yourself back up in some bullpens. And then you get ready to go 110%. Not Shohei Otani.
0: He's he's not doing it.
1: No. no. He is in that batter's box hitting home runs. (laughs) That's exactly what he's doing.
0: That's exactly where he is, which is where just more history has been made over the course of the last week. He hit his 30th home run of the year on August 31st, and he obviously has 10 plus wins this year, becoming the only player in the history of Major League Baseball with 30 or more homers and 10 or more wins on the mound in the same season. Might I add, he's also the only player with 20 or more homers and 10 or more wins on the mound. So again, I say this time and time again, Shohei Otani is just walking history. That's what he is. He's just making history every time he takes the field. I tweeted this a couple of days ago. Nobody in the 146-year history of Major League Baseball has ever hit 30 home runs and gotten 10 wins on the mound in the same season until Shohei Ohtani. So that history has been made. He's also the the only, listen to this, this is wild, the only Angels in history to strike out 116 batters in a 14-start span while allowing no more than 18 earned runs. Shohei Ohtani, Nolan Ryan end of list that is pretty good company I'd say he's also slugging 522 on the year so I can talk about his pitching and how great it is to me it's the combination of both he's slugging 522 this season his slugging percentage against is 344 just to clarify what that means, Shohei Otani, the hitter, would have to go O for his next 249 at-bats before his slugging percentage would drop below his slugging percentage allowed. How wild is that? His stats are unbelievable. History after history, thing after thing, just keeps getting... Made, he keeps making history. Best American League ERA since 2021. Okay. This is on the mound. Best American League ERA since 2021. He is fifth. Best American League slugging percentage since 2021. He is second. His ERA is 2.87. His slugging percentage is 5.59. I I, I don't know where to begin with this adjective-wise. Alex said it well earlier. You kind of lose words to describe what he means. And, and how impressive this is. But guys, since the beginning of 2021, he is one of the top 10, that's being generous, on each side of the baseball. He is an all-star at both, and he continues to make more and more and more history. His American League ranks this year, he's tied for third in home runs. He's fifth in slugging percentage. He's fifth in strikeouts, and he's fifth in ERA. And his strikeouts per nine is better than everybody in all. All of baseball.
1: So when you hear these numbers, how does anybody question the fact that he is not the MVP? How can you even go against the thought? You have someone here who's not only the top of his class on the mound, top of his class at the plate and doing it at the exact same time. No one else is doing that. No one in the history of the game is doing that. He is right now your AL MVP.
0: I think so, and and I, you know, I might be. You might say, "Oh, the guy wearing 150 Shohei Ohtani faces on his shirt." Of course, he's picking Shohei Otani. No, I, I mean, think about it. This MVP race is, you know, we we have never experienced something that he is doing before, and yes. Aaron Judge is chasing history, but Shohei Otani is history. Every time he takes the field, nobody has ever done what he's doing. In fact, it's not even really close. So you want to talk about the year Aaron Judge is happening. Guess what? Offensively, Aaron Judge is having the best season in baseball. That is true. That is a fact. Guess what? There is also an award for being the best hitter in all of baseball. There's also an award for being the best pitcher. The MVP award is the most valuable, and you can't tell me that a player isn't the most valuable but to his team by doing both at an elite level. You just can't tell me that. So I am tired of the team argument. I, I am tired of hearing, well, you know, you can't be an MVP on a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Well, guess what? Last year, both MVPs were Shohei Ohtani, unanimously. Bryce Harper, neither of them made the playoffs. In fact, 70% of MVPs have made the playoffs, leaving about 30% by my math that have not made. So it is a thing that happens. Might I add, if there was, if there was a one year redraft, and I've said this before, I said it the other day, I'll continue to say it again. And I will, I encourage you all to think about it this way. If you're drafting a team for next year based off of solely what people have done on the field this season, and you can pick one player, who are you taking? And there's really not even a hesitation. There's not a doubt. I can't speak for you all, but I will. It's Shohei Otani, and there's no doubt about it. There's no second guessing it. He's an all-star pitcher and an all-star hitter, and you can't possibly do better than that. So... Every single argument that people make, it's, you know, it's the team argument. It's the war argument, which you want to know what I have to say about the whole war thing? Yes, Aaron Judge leads Shohei in war by a little bit. It's pretty close. And Shohei Otani does both. War is taking Shohei Otani's pitching war and his hitting war and combining it together as if it were two different players. Guess what? It's not two different players. And there's no way to quantify that for war that, hey, this guy that you're adding stats for, it's actually one player. There's no way of doing that. So the war argument bothers me as well because you can't place a value on what doing two things at once is. I will place a value on it and it's high. That that's that's my value for Shohei Ohtani is his value is high.
1: I mm, I was expecting something coming out there. That was that was good. It is high. It is the highest you could put it that way.
0: That's also it is yeah. the highest. So I agree with you, um, and everybody here knows that I agree that this MVP race is it's it's Shohei's, and there's also the other argument of. Well, is Shohei Otani just going to win the MVP award every single year because he pitches and hits? If he does it like this, yes, there's a difference between being a pitcher and a hitter at the same time and hitting 150 and having a 4.5 ERA. He has an ERA in the mid twos and 30 home runs and a batting average higher than it was last year when he was the unanimous MVP. Don't overthink it. Stop getting confused. The MVP is Shohei Otani, and there's really no discussion. Do not get bored with what he does. Do not stop appreciating what he's doing just because he's doing it now year after year. Appreciate it while it is happening. And what I also want you to appreciate is this surprise that I have right here. And in Japan, every single day, I had my Japanese word of the day. Now, I am back. And what I want to do is continue that. I want to continue to learn Japanese. I want to continue to do it for my friend Masa. And after a trip across the world, not only am I back from Japan, but my good friend Masa, who is teaching me Japanese, is back for today's Japanese word of the day. Masa. Come on out, my friend. He is on set for the first time. This is so great. I'm going to head on over here. It's so great to (laughs) see you, buddy. Back from Japan. You came back a couple of days after I did, right? Uh, I just came back uh, Friday morning. So you come back Friday morning, and you might think, okay, jet lag, how am I going to recover? And you hear from me, hey, guess what, Masa? You're coming into studio, and you're going to help me continue the Japanese baseball word of the day. So... First off, what is today's word of the day? Okay, okay today's, today's word is, is ichiban, ichiban dasha. Ichiban dasha. Dasha, dasha. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, lead-off uh, lead hitter. hitter. Lead-off hitter. Ichiban dasha. Yep, yep. Lead-off hitter. Okay. Lead-off hitter. I like that yep. a lot. So, yep. I'm not going to go through all the ones you taught me <laughs> because <laughs> but I grammar, right? I still do remember most yeah, of them. Yeah. Yakyu, sanshin, nitoriyu. Gokigenyo, <laughs> Hajimario. We uh, was <laughs> Well, those ones aren't baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll save that for the end of the show. Uh, okay, Ichiban Dasha, leadoff hitter, and uh, first off, thank you. I'm excited. You know, you won't always be in studio, but I do want to continue the word of the day. Continue to learn Japanese, so you will be on some form or another. Also, uh, this is being uh, the the subtitles at the bottom right now that you see. If you're ever watching this and see the Japanese subtitles, it is courtesy of my good friend Masa <laughs> yeah, right here. Right here, right? Right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. Masa, b- before we finish off this week in Otani News segment, um, the trip to Japan was incredible, and it was so awesome having you along the way. What is one of your favorite things that stick out? What's one thing that you'll remember forever from the trip? Yeah, i kind of thinking, I mean, there's so many Moment. I, mean. I mean, but, but last, last day, day of the of trip, the, trip, uh, the Friday, Friday, it was Friday. Friday. I mean, from the, the subprodom, sub-prodom interview, interview mm-hmm. and the, and first, the pitch, first pitch, and then, and then last, the last one. one. I don't know. I mean, how do people react to you about, about the Fox dance? dance? The Fox dance, which at some point I need to pull out on here. Alex is going to one day play play the trumpet, and I'm going to do the Fox dance to it. So that, that was a great day. By the way, that first pitch also courtesy of this guy. If you ever need strings pulled in Japan, just hit up Masa, and he will get it done. So Japanese word of the day is continuing. We will do it on these Tuesday episodes. Masa. Thank you, my friend. And that does it for this week's This Week in Shohei Ohtani News. All right, Alex and I are over here now for our tale of the tape. Today we're doing the Yankees and the Rays. They had a series over the weekend. They're also playing another series next weekend. Yep. So a lot of games going on here. The Rays have cut the division lead down to at 1.4 games. So what we want to do is go category by category rotation bullpen offense defense and manager picking who we believe is the best on each category so we'll get started with rotation and I will get started with my pick here I am picking the New York Yankees rotation led by Garrett Cole leading all of baseball in strikeouts 204 uh, only two only one other guy is even at 200 so he's leading all of baseball you got Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino coming back after a long time. So, the Yankees rotation is starting to get healthier. So, I just think, led by Gary Cole, the depth they have there. Jamison Tyon has been really good at points this year. I'm going with the Yankees.
1: The thing is, is you can't go wrong with either of these teams' rotations. Yes. Right? They're both a, a top five rotation. Yes. But. Oh. But. I'm going to go against you here. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Rays, but because since the trade deadline, they are number, they're first in ERA and first in whip, mm. which matters.
0: That does matter. That matters. The Yankees, um, the Yankees rotation lately yeah. does scare me. If this were, th- that's what scares me. And you're right, this is a, this is a, this one's pretty close here. Um, I could have gone in either direction. I ended up going Yankees just because the depth in the rotation. But the Rays, you can't go. The Rays always pitch so well. So, so well. Since the All-Star break, they have definitely been the better of the two rotations. Yep. Let's move on now to bullpen. Again, this is a tough one. With the bullpen, I'm going to go with the New York Yankees as well. Um for, for me, the big one is Clay Holmes at the back end of the bullpen. He has been a huge bright spot this year. When you, when you If you were to hear this in April, that the Yankees' bullpen is better, you would have said, well, yeah, Aroldis Chapman is really good. Guess what? Aroldis Chapman has not been good this year. Clay Holmes steps in and has been fantastic. In the Sunday game over the Rays, he finished off the game with a 102-mile-an-hour sinker. He has been disgusting this year. Ron Marinaccio has been really good for them. Louis Lucie or Lucas Lucki, he's been unbelievable. So I like the Yankees bullpen. They get a lot of um, they get a lot of slack because Araldis Chapman this year hasn't been very good. But even aside from him, aside of the injuries, Chad Green goes down, Michael King goes down. I like what they can do. I like the Yankees bullpen.
1: And you know what? So do I. So do I. We are both going. With the Yankees' bullpen. You can, it's
0: just great. These if are, really, fun, if these you are really funny. If you're not watching out of this, our faces. you should be watching because this is this oh, graphic we have in the wall. There we go. Just, it looks like
1: great. I'm wearing a bonnet. <laughs> all right. Well, on top of all the great reasons you gave, it's hard to pick a bullpen, the Rays, who have the most blown saves in Major League Baseball at 29. Mm. So I, I can't. I can't physically pick a bullpen if you have the most blown sights. Yeah. That is the most important job you have to go out there, close out the game, get a save, bridging, get the job done. Bridging
0: the gap from the starter to the closer is, yes, obviously very important. But being able to close the deal is a massive, of a massive importance. And For the Rays to be the team with the most blown saves in all of baseball means two things. One, Mm -hmm. they're a good team that are in position to have enough save opportunities. There's a positive. Two, their ninth-inning situation needs to improve, Yeah, which is why we both went with the Yankees and the Bronx. Exactly. So let's move on to the offense here. Um, For me, this one was pretty easy. I went Yankees. The the Bronx Bombers, obviously, of late Mm -hmm. in the last 20 games, they've scored – Three three runs or fewer in the majority of them. But all in all, if you're looking at the season as a whole, the New York Yankees still, despite their massive struggles of late, are the leaders in runs scored. Their run differential is still positive. They have been fantastic. They were on pace to be the best team in baseball history for a little while. And that's because of their offense and how good they've been. Look, I will say one name. It's Aaron Judge. And the Rays don't have Aaron Judge. And the Yankees do. And they also have a pretty good lineup around him. So for that reason, I'm taking the Yankees.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is kind of a no-brainer for me as well. Even though the Yankees are having the worst stretch of 50 games that they have had since 1991.
0: It never gets old.
1: It never gets old, which is absolutely crazy. They are still, as you mentioned, the number one team in scoring, which is crazy. Plus, uh, I don't know, they have that guy Aaron Judge who's chasing history. Yeah. You can't you can't not pick an offense who has a guy with 52 home runs right, right now. It's yeah. just you, you can't do it.
0: So we're both on the Yankees' offense there. We're both on the Yankees' bullpen. Let's move on to defense. I have the Yankees' um, most defensive run saved in baseball. Aaron Judge has been playing an elite outfield. Anthony Rizzo is good over there. Isaiah Kiner Falefa is good. Look, for me, this one was pretty easy. I'm taking the Yan- the Yankees defense,
1: and I'm also taking the Yankees defense. And the one one other big factor here, they just have one less error than the Rays. So <laughs> there, I was like going down to the wire. I was like looking at the numbers. I was like mm, one less error.
0: Fine. Here we Sold. go. Sold. Done. <laughs> Done. All right. Let's move on to our last part of this. The manager. You have <sighs> Kevin Cash and Aaron Boone here for my manager i'm taking the raise i just think kevin cash of the two is the better manager and a big reason for that is because i am out on aaron boone give me a break this guy has a rookie called up and it's a big rookie everybody's excited about him and he sits the bench and then he pinch hits him in the ninth inning that's his debut as pinch hitting in the ninth inning Give me a break. That's just terrible. Secondly, you've been the manager of the New York Yankees for now five years and you're not winning? That ain't going to cut it when you're the manager in New York. He does so many things that I just disagree with, but he gets by and keeps having a job because the Yankees end up winning the division or getting to the ALCS. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not having it. Kevin Cash, yes. He also frustrates me pulling Blake Snell, whatever. But for me, I am taking the raise here. More so because I am out on Aaron Boone.
1: See, everyone makes mistakes, and that's okay. (laughs) You can't let that one mistake get you. I am taking Aaron Boone and the Yankees here. Because as you mentioned, you, you said they're not winning. He has managed to take the Yankees to the postseason every single season that he has been the Yankees manager. Okay, maybe it's not by Yankee standards because they're used to winning World Series and getting to the World Series and their payroll but they're is getting, through the roof it is but he's still getting them to the postseason and has a higher winning
0: percentage if you were a Yankees fan yeah and somebody Be angry said, are you excited getting to the ALDS no <sighs> I think the answer is no but I, yeah, I hear you he's that's to, all right he's to the playoffs every single year so this looks pretty good Alex and I are in agreement on Good three job. of the five, <laughs> rotation Good could job. have gone either way. Manager, um, I think. It's, it's
1: all right. Cash, we'll but. agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's move on now to, you know, this is your first week on the show. So yeah. I also want to get more, you know, know you better. And so Kay. does everybody out there. So yep. I always do a top five list in the week. Mm-hmm. This one, I want to do our top five players Ooh. of all time. So I will start with my Kay. top five players. Okay. number five. I have one that is going to surprise a lot of people. Don Kelly. Donnie Kelly, baby. Donnie Kelly baseball. (laughs) Detroit Tiger legend. Look, just the ultimate utility guy, but I'll tell a quick story here. When I was getting ready to go into the draft, uh, I remember going up to my pre-draft workout at Comerica Park. He was there in the locker room. I had known him from my brother being on the team as well. And he came up to me and basically just pointed out, just just don't put too much pressure on yourself. He really sat me down. He just said, have fun with this, blah, blah, you know, gave me a bunch of tips. And, and, you know, those are things you never forget. Mm -mm. So him taking that time, he is an incredible human being uh, and was the ultimate utility guy. So it will forever be one of my favorite players. Let's move on to my number four chipper jones i grew up the biggest atlanta braves fan in the entire world i'm from 10 minutes from richmond where their triple a team was at the time the richmond braves all the guys used to come through there uh the braves were on tbs every single night and that's just how i fell in love with them there was no washington nationals so being from virginia it was the braves for me and chipper was my favorite player walked up to crazy trains switch hitter Infielder. I mean, he just—it was awesome. I, I loved him, and he was my favorite Atlanta Brave growing up. Let's move on to number three. Number three on my list: Shohei Otani, because of course <laughs> he is on my list of my top favorite players of all time. Of course, let I me mean, look at this shirt. Um, look, we know the deal here. He does it. He does it all. I was in college. I was a two-way player myself. I pitched and I hit. And uh, I realize how difficult it is, and how difficult it was for me. And to know that I'm arguably more impressed with what he does off of the field than what he does on the field, and that is saying something. And we're also best friends, so he's on this list. (laughs) Oh, we moved (laughs) up. Let's move on to number two. I have Mr. Al Kaline of the Detroit Tigers. A little personal thing here as well. Just he was always like. Growing up, loving the game of baseball and loving the history of the game of baseball. I always wanted to be like him, uh, obviously a Hall of Fame baseball player, but a Hall of Fame person and did so much for the community so much and um, really f- for me as well. You know, uh, when I got drafted by the Tigers, uh, he was always there. We would eat lunch together in the in the cafeteria there. He would always give me tips, tell me stories about his life and his career. And those are things that I will never, ever remember in just a few months. Before he passed away, he signed a jersey for me that I have framed in my house that I will forever, uh, that'll mean a lot to me forever. So great human, great player. He is my second favorite player of all time. But at number one, number one on the list and number one in my heart, my number one favorite brother, that is for sure, it is Justin Verlander. I mean, where do I need to go with this one? Uh, He's my brother. That's all you need to know. He's an MVP. He's a Cy Young pitcher. He's a Hall of Fame caliber baseball player. And he's a Hall of Fame caliber brother. And he is here at number one, rounding out my list.
1: You might have gotten trouble if he wasn't number one. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to throw that out there. So for family ties and personal, it's good you have him at number one. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Okay. Alex, take it away.
1: Thank you. Uh, We're... A lot of yours are personal connections. I'm going to be honest, every single one of my top five players of all time, I have a personal connection
0: to. Oh, great. Okay. So
1: starting with number five, Tim Salmon, Kingfish. I grew up watching him play for the Angels, all-star guy, but even better person. So when I joined the Angels broadcast, he's the guy who I'd sit down, have dinner with, worked my pregame shows with, sat, watched the entire game, and he kind of became a mentor to me and really... Talked me through every right. aspect of the game, what guys are thinking when they're at the plate, what they're thinking in the outfit. He really gave me a behind-the-scenes look for a player at his level That's really cool. in the game. All right, moving on to number four, Torrey Hunter. He almost made my list. That smile. I, don't, I He was the first player, again, my first year with the Angels, who really took me under his wing. Introduced me to all the players, made me feel welcomed in the dugout, in the clubhouse, really broke the ice for me and introduced me to everybody else. And then seeing what he did for Mike Trout as well that first, his rookie season, really taken him under his wing. Just incredible human. Better, like, amazing baseball player, even better human. Yeah. Huge
0: Torrey Hunter fan. All right.
1: Moving on to number three, Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Oh, you got a personal connection here. I do. Not to to Ken
1: Griffey Jr., but my husband and I (laughs) both shared our love for Ken Griffey Jr. in college. And it was like one of the the things we bonded over and talked about. And anytime we have people over at our house, what we put on in the background are Ken Griffey Jr.'s all-time best home runs. (laughs) You can find a couple different 30-minute loops, and it is the best, the best thing to have on at your house during a party.
0: I like that a lot. And yeah. the sweetest left hand, the prettiest swing of all time. I
1: could watch that swing yeah. all day, and I do sometimes. <laughs> I leave it on, and you forget, and it's just on loop. So, yeah. yeah. All right, moving on to number two, who was also on your list? Shohei Otani. How can you not? I got to be there for his rookie season all the way through his MVP season, and just see him continue to make history. He is the kindest human, loves the game, and just embodies the perfect baseball player, which leads me to my number one, because he was the first all-star that I really got to cover and connect with, Mike Trout. His rookie season was my rookie season. I was the first one he talked to after he hit for the cycle. When he won Rookie of the Year, they, so cool. they flew me on a red eye to hang out with his family in Millville, New Jersey. So I spent the whole weekend with his family right when he found out he was going to be Rookie of the Year. there is just such a deep connection to his family and who he is as a person, also someone who just absolutely loves the game got to be there for his first all-star game, all of his big moments, and I am just such a big Mike Trout fan.
0: I like your list a lot. This is even more credit here to King Griffey Jr. for being the only non-angel. I know! That makes it even a bigger deal that he cracked this list. So I like it a lot. Shohei (laughs) Otani makes both of our lists, and now... You're now it's officially official. You've done a top five list on Flippin' baths, so. Oh, thank uh, you. So now feels good. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, I always do an extra inning segment at least once a week. But being your first week, your first Tuesday episode, Alex, I want you to take it away. One last little thought that you have.
1: Uh, I don't know. Have you been watching closers? Recently. I
0: watched a few of them yeah.
1: Have you been watching Edwin Diaz's?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I have.
1: Coming out onto the field. Well, he had the chance to have Timmy Trumpet. Yes. Did I get that right? Timmy Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet come out and play his song live
0: it was so on cool. the
1: field as he was coming out. I've talked to so many met friends who are fans who have been there just yeah. to hear that come out. I had one friend tell me it was better than his child's birth to be there for the party. I won't name names, so I don't get him in trouble. But incredible. And not only that, it is becoming the song of the summer. It was played at the Alabama football game, the Nebraska football game this past weekend for opening weekend. Is it the song of the summer? This is my question. Or you know what? You Mm -hmm. have another close connection to another possible song of the summer. So maybe we ask the fans. Is narco the mm-hmm. song of the summer? Or I love corn, the song of the summer. <laughs>
0: corn.
1: It's got the juice.
0: <laughs> when I, was, I don't know. When I was in I, the which, middle, which one is it? When I was in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa, I would have picked that one. But now that I saw Timmy Trumpet play narco live as Edwin Diaz came out of the bullpen, I got the chills watching it. So I love that. It is, without a doubt, the song, song of, of the Song of the Summer. summer. Thank so, you. Great Definite. choice there. Um, and that brings an end to this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. Thank you all for listening. This one has been a lot of fun. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast, and also follow on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well. That does it for this Tuesday episode. Until tomorrow, we will see you next time.